Grit Backstories with two grit mates, Peter and Dave, on the CEO Huddle. It's the CEO Huddle, brought to you by Millionaire.Live. When I was a little girl, just about 21, my mom says if you get a man, you better get a gun, cause he'll do you good and teach you right to the day that you are with. Then he'll stay drunk and gone all night and beat you till you're dead, you better learn business in the back barrel. Learn which way to heart that gun, learn the business in the back barrel, cause gone come a time you can run. So it is that time again, it is... The CEO Huddle 2.0. It is my great mate Peter Wilcox sitting opposite me. I'm Dave Roberts. Great mate, what a week. What a Trump, week. Trump throwing teddies out the pram because he lost. Chaos. Lockdown, Trump. Ugh. Brexit back on the agenda. Oh my word, where's that been? Have we got some uplifting stuff today? We'll get there. Come on. So it is the CEO Huddle. 2.0, Dave and Pete, two great mates, and we did this long before Smashy and Nicey ever appeared on your screens. Did you, by the way, do you know who Smashy and Nicey are? Did you ever get to see, have you ever got to see any of their stuff? Paul Whitehouse. Yeah. And um, Harry Enfield. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Based on, it was based on um, Fluff Freeman. Alan Freeman. Yeah. Um, Alan Freeman, not half, pop pickers, all That's right, it, mate. Lots of kisses on the bottom. Lots of, yeah. And who was the other all one? All for charity. <laughs> was it, was it, it, was it Mike Reed? And was it Mike Reed? No, it wasn't Mike Reed. Who was the other one? Tony Mike Blackburn. Reed. Tony Blackburn. Yes, Tony Blackburn. Welcome to my breakfast show. You are a bit of a radio anorak, great mate. I, you know, I'm sorry to say this. I, I, I don't want to cast nasturtions in your general direction, but you seem a bit of a radio anorak. David Jensen. The kid, at, met him once. At 8 o'clock, it's David Jensen, who was Canadian, not The American. kid, he was, he was, he was definitely Canadian, yeah. yeah. I met him at, uh, it was Radio Tees at the time when I was nothing but an assistant. And uh, walking down the corridor one day and I'm looking down, I'm going, that looks like Kid Jensen. And it was, he was just visiting the station, as he must have done. Mm. And um, he introduced himself to me. He went, uh, hi. Well, I won't even do the Canadian accent because I'm garbage at accents. But hi. At eight I'm, o'clock, it's David, David Jensen. Yeah, I'm, I'm David. Uh, and I shook his hand and said, and, and I'm Dave. Um, I'm just a program assistant. And he looked at me and scowled and said, you're never just. So he was called David Jensen because he started radio as a young lad. Yeah. But was always Kid Jensen. Mm-hmm. Kid Jensen, rather. Kid Jensen, yeah. So it just occurred to me then, why didn't you have a nickname? Me? Yeah. I've had all sorts. I know, but ones we could broadcast. One of mine was, uh, this is this is going to be embarrassing for um, uh, a, a well-known PR executive now in, in the North. Um, I was known as the Priestfield Pest. Priestfield on Pest. On Graham Robb's late on show on Radio Tees. Priestfield Pest. 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 Yeah, oh, I was really? the Priestfield Pest. Oh, because I used to live in Priestfields. That's where I was dragged up a council estate in Middlesbrough. Yeah. And you were obviously And I a used pest. to phone in the, the, the late show and become a regular, so I was a pest. So I was nicknamed the Priestfield Pest. Mm. That's I, when we had Superstar Cecil, yeah. Mad Tom, yeah. Priestfield Pest. Who was the other one? Alice? Was it Alice? I can't remember. Morag the Cleaner or something like that. I think it'd be quite sinister if you were called the Priest. What have I told you about that microphone and peas? Move it to one side a little bit. Go on, move that microphone Sorry. just a little bit, just a little bit. So I've been having a broadcasting session, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah lesson yeah. this morning. Well, it's because we, <laughs> we've gone COVID safe, so I've had to remove all those things around the microphone that stop you going. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Um, 
Paul Gambaccini. Yeah. I used to love him. When he, he used to do the American Top 40 on a Saturday afternoon. Mm. I lived in Harrogate at the time. And, um, Porsche. Saturday afternoon was chill time from working all week, out Friday night. Yeah. Thinking about Saturday night, football Sunday morning. Uh-huh. So I used to clean the house. Lived by myself, obviously. Didn't have a cleaner. And um, listen to... Until next week's Paul Gamacini show plays next week's American number one. I used to love that show. And the, when he left, yeah. I rang the BBC. Why? To see if he was still there. Oh, right. And, I thought um, you were going to say, I can do that job, giz a job. And um, he'd left the building. Mm-hmm. And I said, would you just tell him that he, he's he's been an inspiration to me and a wonderful broadcaster and... You know, I think a lot about him. And I was walking through London one day, and who walks up to me but Paul Gambaccini. And I told him in person. Oh, good man. What was his response? He was delighted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was great. Yeah. yeah. DJs, they're not the same now, are they? They don't have that sort of status. Thanks. Do you, do you, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't do it full time, great mate. No, I don't mean that. I mean, you know, Mike Reed... Yeah, yeah. Um, Freeman. Kenny Everett. Kenny Everett. Brilliant broadcaster. Absolutely brilliant broadcaster. Yeah. One week out mention. Um, <laughs> Gambaccini. Yeah, yeah. Jensen. Tony Blackburn was amazing. Peter Powell. Do you remember Peter Powell? I loved Peter Powell. Peter well, Powell, very softly spoken. I went down to Scorby Mills Lawns, Scarborough, for the Radio One Roadshow, and uh, got there early. Um, just to see what was going on, because I was a bit of an anorak at the time, wanting to get into radio and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I met Peter Powell. And he was down there scouting the place before the actual live broadcast. Um, and it was the old, uh, why are you hanging around? Why are you so early? Oh, I'm interested. Did it? Well, come and have a look. So behind the scenes with Peter Powell. Um, and then it was, uh, have you done a bit of this? You know, as people start building up, why don't you, you know? Get on the mic and do mm. a few bits. So I actually got invited onto the Radio One Roadshow before it went live wow. and started doing a few little bits. And uh, and then he invited me back afterwards for a chat. Careful. I know. And uh, so I ended up spending a bit of time with him, just talking about his career and all that sort of stuff. Mm. All above board. All very straight. Not a problem. Yeah. Um, and then he invited me down to Radio One to Broadcasting House. And I never went. Yeah. Oh, bless you. I know. Uh, Paul Burnett. Paul I was a big fan yeah. of Paul Burnett. Yeah. He was somebody that he made quite a lot of mistakes mm. on air. And and that I, I I kind of felt sorry for him in a way. And I human, man's human. I used to listen to him and think don't make a mistake today. Oh. I liked him. But then you you look at others. I mean Noel Edmonds was a radio presenter, but if you want to go away from that, what about Wogan? What a, Wogan was a fantastic broadcaster. Oh, Terry Wogan. <laughs> <laughs> He was. I thought he'd just walk through that door then. In fact, when you when you see this done, and, and from the very first show, I, I said, you know, you are a broadcaster and you're somebody that people have commented how great you are. You, know, you sound good. You've got a lovely way about you. Um, Thanks, mate. That's the fiver. Cheers. Is that all? And, um, and when you see somebody uh, on TV, like Ant and Deck or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... When somebody else does it, steps in, you realise how natural and and difficult it is mm. to hold an audience, talk, 
be interesting. Mm. Interview even. Yeah, yeah. Interviewing's not easy, is it? No. But when it flows, it it's so good. It's a skill. Well, it becomes an easy listen when it flows. Yes. It's it, it's. I've interviewed many people over the years, and there's been some real toughies. Mm. Um, but then there's been some that you lose yourself in because you just become part of it. It's just so easy and so natural. And, yeah. Uh, Chris Rea was one. Yeah. Um, he released the Blue Cafe album. Have I told you this story? You, I have. Have I? Have I? You've told me it so many times. I've forgotten. Sorry, it. mate. But that was just one that just it just flowed. Yeah. And yeah. You know, because there was there was. I suppose there was there was real interest, local interest from my perspective, because mm. I'm from the borough. Okay. And he's a Middlesbrough lad. Yeah. So. Which is in the northeast. So it wasn't just an interview about a new album that's come out. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Speaking of new albums, uh, Springsteen has a new album out, The Bath, and I've been listening to it this week. Any good? It, oh, absolutely unbelievable. Hmm? Um, I mean, it's like going back to Born to Run, hmm. and it's fascinating actually because. There's a documentary on Apple TV, and it's the making of the album. And um, my daughters are interested in music, and I showed um, my youngest, Elise, uh, last night uh, that um, a piece where Springsteen, he stood with his acoustic guitar, and he's playing uh, the song called I'll See You In My Dreams, which mm -hmm. is about people he's lost. He lost two band members to right. you know, illnesses. Yeah. And... Um, Part of the album is dedicated to uh, his first band, the Castiles, and recently the, it, there were two surviving members, so the other surviving member died, which made Springsteen the last surviving member, which mm -hmm. kind of resonated with him. All the all the band are sat around, and most of these he's been with since he was 20, and they've got notepads, and he's playing it on acoustic guitar, and they're making notes, and then... It shows the song, and they play it in one take. And John Landau, who's been Springsteen's manager since day one, mm. he sat listening, and, and obviously he's in his 70s. Yeah, yeah. And he sat, and you can see that it's, he's getting emotional about this. And um, Springsteen sat with listening with his hands behind his head, deep in thought, thinking, does he like it? And uh, listening on playback. And, and his manager, John Landau, sat there. And then it ends... And Springsteen goes, nice. And John Landau is in tears and he goes, it's, it's got a magnificence about it. And he walks out. He's got a, a long coat on. Mm -hmm. And this, you think it's quite sad, really, that, that this guy walks out. It's obviously touched him and he's sat, been there all these years. Mm. But the way he goes from his acoustic thought yeah. to this wonderful crescendo of sound and every instrument, is just amazing. Mm. It, and, and Springsteen calls it magic when that happens. Mm. And it is. It, it's, I mean, it's the, the, more so than painting, I think it's, it's one of those things that it must come from somewhere else. Yeah. It's not, it's not natural, is it? You, can, you can't just do that. Mm. But anyway. You just give me an idea. Go on, carry on. And he's done several interviews um, to promote the album. Mm. And, uh, and he's been so engaging and the way he talks about things and how songs come together and being with the guys for 40 odd years. And mm. it's fascinating, Springsteen. He's a great guy. About rockers, this is the idea you've just given me. Um, there's a rocker lives in the same town as we do, isn't there? Yannick. There is indeed. Yannick yeah. goes, do you, do you know him? Iron Maiden. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we wave to each other. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Do you, why don't we get him on? We should. That's a great idea. Isn't it? Why didn't I think of that? You know, the guy still tours. He still plays. Yeah. They still fill stadiums with 100,000 people in. They just don't do it as regularly by choice. Let me take that as my mission. I've got a good in to him. If you if, if you were just on waving terms, there's, well, a, there's a mate of mine goes out be, uh, having a beer with him every week. Well, we, we could try both angles. Okay, let's do it. Let's get him on the CEO huddle. You've 2.0. We've also we've got two others we talked about. We have. One um was down to you down to you. Yep. Mr. No, Mr. No, Mr. no progress yet. Mr. M. Yes. Um we can have an angle to that too. Mm-hmm. And the other one was a a a, a friend of both of ours from mm-hmm. the 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 radio days. So we'll get those on too. And we've got to say CEO Huddle 2.0 is brought to you by Millionaire.live. Good old Millie. The online fashion, jewellery, culture, inspirational people magazine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't like their motoring editor. <laughs> 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 when you sent me that article through, I'm thinking, my great mate yeah. is, I am, mot- is a motoring editor. I'm everywhere. I want to do travel. There's only one of me, you know. If Millie's listening, Millie, do you need a travel editor? Because I travel a lot with my job and my business. Yeah. And I've got to go and hit Asia six times very shortly. Yeah. Um, but, Millie, if you need a travel editor, I'm quite happy to we'll do contribute. That. We'll yeah. do that. Yeah. That just reminded me of something. Um, I'm also, uh, w- which we'll, I'll talk about in a few weeks' time, I am uh, helping a, uh, a rugby team, mm. let's say. And... Somebody, which one's this one? Is this premier level or is this one? No, it's it to used, climb, it to, used climb. to be, yeah. It used yeah, which, yeah. Is, which makes it more interesting, to yeah, yeah. Of. yeah. Well, this is the one I want to do a TV doc on, you do indeed, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, um, there's a, there's a person I know, um, who uh, knows them, mm. and so I mentioned it. And it's interesting about people, isn't it? What happens, and it was. Well, that's, you know, they used to be, but they won't be, and why bother and all this business? And um, so over time, when it's become more interesting, um, this person <laughs> um, said, it, said it would never happen, but then as, a, as an in, interest in shirts, making the shirts, <laughs> and then said to me, who's making the shirts? And I said, what, for the club that ain't? It's going to happen. It's not going to go anywhere, is it? <laughs> so, you, so you want to make the shirts for a club that's not going to go anywhere. Why would you want to do that? Yeah, but I haven't said they were not going to go anywhere, great man. I'm, no, know. I'm just making a point about um, what, not you, but what people do, don't they? Yeah. And I've got in my, in my book, Camel in the Tent, mm. I, I uh, talk about the crabs in the pot. Yes. Where, Pulling them back down. Yeah. And, and it's true, isn't it? It's what happens mm. generally. Mm. Um, you know, oh, there's loads of podcasts out there, and or I want to be an actress. I don't, but if you want to be an actress, <laughs> I don't. I don't think you'll look good in the dress, mate. Oh, it's very hard being an actress these days. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'll give that up then. Okay, I'll go to Little. That's what happens, you know. Yeah. Just those. It goes one of two ways, but doesn't you... it? There's a conversation that says you'll never be an actress. Yeah. Um, and there's a conversation that says if you if you really want to be one. You can be one. Mm. And you either end up in... I'm not being rude about that. I've been there. But not being an actress. To little. Yeah. <laughs> and you... I have stack shelves, yeah. And it, 
I've stacked shelves. So I had a I had a part-time job um stacking shelves um that my dad got me. So the manager was a were a real beast. Mm. And um we used to there was a conveyor belt in the back where the boxes used to go from the high level to the low level. And we used to put this this guy on the conveyor belt and, and he'd ride down in a box. <laughs> and one day so he was on the, the conveyor belt going down and somebody shouted, the gaffer's here. Somebody pressed stop on the <laughs> conveyor belt. <laughs> Obviously, quite logically, yeah, yeah, not yeah. realising that the guy in the, con- on, in the cornflakes box <laughs> would, def- would stop and flew through the air, landed in a heap in the, in the, in the boxes at the foot of the gaffer. Excellent. Everyone got sacked. Did they? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was a hard one to explain to my dad. Yeah. You you were part of everyone, were you? Well, I was the guy. <laughs> you were the guy who pressed the button. No, I was. A, I, You're I, the guy who put him in the box. I put him in the box. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> love it. Uh, when, when I was going, when I said I've been there, but not the actress, uh, I, I didn't quite fancy the corset. Um, it was, I was at ICI. Oh, Imperial yeah. Chemical Industries, yeah. big chemical company at the time, yeah. no longer exists, been split up into a million pieces. Yeah. Um, I was an electrician and I was working my way through, became an experimental physicist. I was blowing holes in plastic, wow. measuring surface resistivity. Oh, man, I was there. I was, I was boffing ahead. Yeah. Um, but it was not what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a radio broadcaster. Yeah. So... I worked an opportunity to become a radio broadcaster. Well, my mum and dad, bless them, they're, they're from working class stock, uh, council estate in Middlesbrough in the northeast of England. And all I was getting from them was, oh, but think of the security. Mm. Oh, people would give their right arm for a job like that. It's a job for life. Yeah. Why do you, why, why'd you want to take this risk? No, no, no. Stay there. You've worked your way up. Mm. You know, you, Think of the pension. It was yeah. it was all this. It was all tied around fear. But it is fear. Security. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is because. The- and I just wanted to be a radio broadcaster, so I left. Yeah. Good. Deeply you. upset them. Deeply upset them. Yeah. Um, but just before my dad died, he shared with me how proud he was in what I'd done since then, mm. which yeah. was fantastic. That's lovely. That isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they only knew, knew what they knew. Mm. It wasn't bad advice. It, mm. it wasn't um, bad intent. It was the best advice. Based on what they know, yeah, and it was, it and and that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. Whereas in in reality, the biggest risk and where you the least secure is when somebody else has got the control over your destiny. Absolutely, you know, some guy. I and, see, and the rider to that story is nine months later they shut that department down, so I would have been out of a job. Anyway. There you go. So in a room, going through a spreadsheet, some guy who has got no connection to you whatsoever, mm. can cross out the the expense line. And that's lives, isn't it? It is. Grit Backstories with two grit mates. Peter and Dave on the CEO huddle. There's business in the land There's gonna come a time when you can run. You know, we're both football fans. We're both sports fans. And how many times do you hear football fans complaining that their chief executive of their football club knows nothing about football? Mm. You know, he's he's a, he's a spreadsheet man. Or, you know, it's things like that. You hear it all the time. Yeah. But you do. need them. But it, but is football, a, is football a business now, though? Of course it is. So at, at what level are you looking at? If you're focusing on top flight, mm. professional football, of course it's a business. 
So the fans, um, I mean, in a strange way, the 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 fans have been replaced by the customers of the sponsors brands so so if i'm let me think about something there was some there was i forget i think it might be chelsea there's a brand called oppo yeah i'd never seen it before mm -hmm. it's something to do with mobile phone isn't mm -hmm. it something so that brand is paying the football club and for and, exposure yeah and so they want customers for oppo mm -hmm. that's now driving football not correct the, the fan himself the fans at the highest levels of the game the fans are now the extras to the football movie. Yeah. That's what they are. They, yes, they are. When you look at the commercial numbers, yeah, 80% of a football club's revenue comes from non-ticket source. Yeah. But what's interesting is it's still the fans, though. Yeah, yeah. So the so the Premier League care, so, so Man United care less about who comes into Old Trafford but they care about selling shirts in Asia. It's a sweeping generalisation because I'm sure there are some people within Manchester United who care about fans coming through the door as opposed to selling shirts in Asia. But mm. if you look, take it as the bigger picture, yeah. absolutely. But it's not just selling shirts in Asia, which Manchester United sell a lot of. Yeah, It's media rights. That's where the big buns lands in mm. the bank account. Yeah. It's being part of the Premier League. It's being part of the Champions League and all the riches that are guaranteed by just competing in those two competitions. That's where the money comes from. Yeah. The serious money. But then the rest of all the monetization plans kick in, whether that's sponsorships and hospitality on match days, subscriptions to Man United TV, shirt sales, merchandising, all that rolled in as well mm. to make it and I'm not just focusing on United, that's your example, um, but it'd be the same for Arsenal, the same for Real Madrid, the same for Barcelona, the same for Sao Paulo in Brazil. Um, it, it's just what makes football clubs these days. They are business. Yeah. They, are, they are big business. But drop down a couple of divisions. Yes. And it's completely different. It's different. And we're seeing that now with COVID. Yeah. And the impact that COVID's having because fans can't walk through the turnstiles yeah. at the lesser clubs. So even though it's part of the professional leagues, down in the EFL League 1, League 2, 50 million quid's been offered by the Premier League to sustain those clubs because they are probably 80% dependent upon ticket sales and fans coming through turnstiles. Mm. So it's a complete reversal yeah. as, soon as, you, as soon as you drop down a couple of levels. It is. Which leads us to the current lockdown situation, mm. which on all levels doesn't make sense. What doesn't make sense to me is just before lockdown is the Royal Albert Hall opens for an event where they were going to bring 3,600 people in and you've got cinemas open, mm. but you can't have 1,000 people in a, an open-air football stadium? Yes. That was, that was, that was the real um, beef yeah. I had just before lockdown. But now we're into lockdown. How are we, though? This, this isn't... Th What's this the difference? <clears throat> what, uh, well, lockdown 1.0. Good point. Lockdown 2.0. 2.0 is uh, the light version where the if you look at the um, the traffic, for example, so yesterday mm. the 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 traffic was was not too different. I think in in Leeds city centre, for example, mm. I think it will look deserted. 
but less businesses are closed now than they were on clock, on lockdown 1.0. I was I, I I was driving through Yarm High Street, so the town that we live in up in the northeast. Yeah. Um, nice quaint high street. Yeah. And I'm seeing a guy, and it's his shop. There's a phone shop on the high street. He's open, and I'm thinking, is a phone shop an essential? business but then when i looked further and further down i was amazed at how many businesses are still open yes because the essential has moved hasn't it if b&q can open mm. why can't the phone man if, if yeah. your phone's locked and you, you need your phone mm. to ring your mother who's might not be too well that's essential isn't it yeah but i think people are weary um i can't play tennis now for a month and and i don't get near the per- person i play because Funnily enough, they're on the other side of the net. Mm. It, it it just doesn't make sense. Mm. People are weary, aren't they? But it's interesting. I saw that uh, in Manchester at the university, they'd put fences up. Did you see that? I did. And, and I, the, I thought, the students have now protested and started pulling them down, so they're being removed. Now, that might seem like, a oh, students again. However, I'm glad they did that because it's dangerous if you see fencing going up and you ignore it. And you don't, you think, well, why is that? There was, there's no need for that at all. Mm. And I, I still go back to this, this concern that, that things become normalised. You know, whether, whether you can, if you've got seven people in your family, mm. whether you can have them in your house at Christmas or not, as a, as a law, is a place we don't want to be. I don't think. But isn't what we're doing now in lockdown 2.0? an attempt to get the virus under a certain level of control so you can have your seven family members at Christmas with you? Well, there's a speaking of Yarm High Street, there's, mm. a, there's a really lovely uh, coffee shop that you know about, a, mm. a deli called Borelli's, Luciano. Um, You're giving free plugs <clears throat> out here, mate. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that a free round of you're, you're cappuccinos? Ass, you're assuming it's free. Um, <laughs> and um, so... Bless him, he's just got all his Christmas stock in. Yep. He's now had to put all his tables away. Mm. There's, there's, It's takeaway only, which will, I don't know, cut his uh, yeah. revenue to 10%, 15%, whatever. Hopefully it's open by the second, otherwise he won't sell all his Christmas stuff. And I asked him, I said, look, has, has anybody out of all your clientele, have you heard of anybody who's got this, you know, since March? No. So we can't have people sat having a coffee. And yet nobody's caught it. Mm. And they would say, because it's quite a close-knit community, they'd go, oh, guess what, Ethelou was in. Yeah, yeah. She caught it. Nobody. So I don't, I just don't. I, However, I, on the other on the other shoe, yeah, of the course. other foot, yeah, good. Um, we're in this radio studio, yeah. um, which in the past 10 days, to past 12 days, yeah. two people who've been in this radio studio are now away because they've tested positive for COVID. That's why we did the deep clean mm. before. And we are socially distant, <clears throat> great mate. Yeah, we are. Um, and we couldn't do this from home. So um, so that's how we tick the box. Mm. But obviously, we've just under, undergone a, a deep clean just before you came in. Yeah. Um, but there's two people straight away that I know that on Tuesday night when one of them was due to be doing a program and I'm in here going, where's Steve? Yeah. He's got COVID. But in 11, wow. 11, in 11 months... Well, that all happened in about 11 days. Yeah, I know, but it's been around 11 months. It has. It has. 
And we I lost, don't know. We lost Julie as well this week. Um, a friend of mine from another radio station yeah. who we've worked together before. Um, girl in her 50s. Oh, really? Gone. Yeah. But I saw some data that said that the, and I'm sorry about that, that 15 to 65-year-olds, yeah. the, the, uh, the death rate year on year has not moved. Yeah. So Julie's, you know, unfortunately, a, yeah, yeah. There's always exceptions, isn't there? It's it's, it's strange because you. I've seen it's that. A difficult. I've one. seen that data as well. Yeah. Um, from from a purely personal perspective, lockdown two point zero or COVID two point zero, if you want to talk. I mean, in 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 March was one point zero. Now we're at spike is the second spike two point zero. Um, I seem to see more people. I seem to know people this time who've caught it. Right. I didn't the first time. Mm. But maybe that's down to the fact that we weren't testing anywhere near as much. This is true. Only a fraction last time. So you, did, you didn't know if you were no. asymptomatic. You didn't know you had it. You didn't. But I did uh, I did get singled out. Maybe it's the type of face I've got. Hmm. Honest, trustworthy. <laughs> Come on. I'm not supposed to be selling myself to you. You're supposed to be doing it to me. But I got um, I got selected for the, for the latest um, NHS... Um, test the did old you? finger prick yeah. um, antibody test. Yeah. So I did that about a week ago now. I'm holding my breath, hoping and it was negative. Never had it. Good. According to the test kit. Oh, you've never had I've it. Never had it. Is that good or bad? I don't know. I've asked myself that, and I don't know. No. Because you could say if I've had it, and I really didn't suffer. I was asymptomatic, or it was that day when I had a little cough or something. Mm. Then it really hasn't affected me badly, but I've got antibodies now. Well, somebody told me, strangely, funny enough, this morning that 30%, again, I don't know the numbers, but yeah. they said 30% of people, uh, not antibodies, where, where you've got it, but they fight it, but you're immune because we've had coronavirus before. This is just a strain, hence mm. why it's called 19. That's SARS, isn't it? SARS. Yeah. SARS coronavirus. So right. we've got some, we've got 30% of us have already got something that means we don't need antibodies. Mm. But I just wonder whether in five years' time, will we look back and go, well, it wasn't what we thought it was? I don't know. Well, we don't, don't know, know, do we? Because look what we've had recently. We had SARS, and I was just going out to Singapore. Yeah. I was due to go to Singapore when SARS hit. So we waited until that died down. Yeah. Um, but it never seemed to spread out Southeast Asia. No. Why was that? Then we had MERS, yeah. which again, because of what Southeast Asia had learned about SARS, they mm. put into practice, and MERS didn't scratch the surface. No. But now we have this one. If you ask most people listening to this and the world, no, the UK, mm. what SARS and MERS were, they wouldn't have a clue. Mm. Do you remember swine flu? Yeah. I got that. Did you? I did. I, I contracted swine flu. I was working for ESPN in America, and we were due to drive to uh, Ottawa. To um, to get out of the country and renew our stamps to get to, to our residency permits to to live in America, mm. you have to do you have to leave the country to 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 get the stamp and then come back in in your passport. Um, and it was the day we were we packed the car with the kids, and that's not very nice. Yeah, I was I was feeling atrocious. Actually, what? Yeah, fr <laughs> fr for packing kids in the car. That's, that's you. Fran Francesca, Francesca said, stop, stop, this is what it's going to sound. If you're eating your breakfast and listening to the CEO Huddle 2.0, just put the spoon down for a moment. Seska shouted, stop the car, opened the door and vomited straight down on the side. No the way. And we just looked at each other and we just said, we're not going to make this trip. So we didn't go and we immediately went to the doctor. Wow. Turns out uh, it was swine flu, which started in Mexico, yeah. spread into the States because of 
the amount of people, the amount of um, Latinos who live and work in America and, yeah. and bounce backwards and forwards between the two countries. I was working at ESPN where there's an awful lot of South American and Central American people. Um, and I picked it up at work yeah. and, and I caught it. But uh, do you die from that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you people, do? People died from it. Wow. Yeah. And is it contagious? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I thought when you said that you, you were feeling atrocious and then you said Seska <laughs> shouted. <laughs> you, you know what's coming, don't you? Seska shouted. Uh, would you stop feeling atrocious? Stop feeling atrocious. atrocious was the maid. <laughs> Spreadsheets, GDV, fast cars, or just great backstories? It's two great mates on the CEO huddle. There's business in the There's gonna come a time when you can run. Listen, nice when one. I when I when I'm going to tell a joke, can you stop? Yeah, getting ahead of me because. Okay, sorry. There's got to be a punchline somewhere. My head, my head is bowed. That's when you go when you know somebody too well, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I'm going to say before I say it. Probably. So moving on from coronavirus, a, a slightly sub, a linked subject is Trump. So we're in the midst, Donald as we sit here today, China. we think China. We think he's lost, but yeah. we don't officially know, do we? Well, Biden's now, as we stand, Biden's now gone ahead in Georgia. He's already ahead in Arizona and Nevada. And he's just gone ahead in Pennsylvania. Yeah. There's absolutely no... Trump will get Alaska. Yeah. Three votes. Uh, Biden's home and dry. It's all over, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what struck me? Bar the whinging. <clears throat> um, I don't know who it was, actually. But 30 years ago, 25 years ago, 20 years ago, I don't think people 15? in this UK, in, the, in this country, cared about the US election. Yeah. And now... Um, we have wall-to-wall coverage. Everyone cares. They go, oh, I, Trump doesn't get in. Uh, Biden. Uh, and you think, what? I know it affects us, but... It's more economic now, isn't why it? Why do we care? It's, it's more the global economy and the impact do you think that it we is? probably have. Or do you think it's personality-based? Yeah, it's personality-based, absolutely. I mean, I was, I've got a project on in Darlington, which is in the northeast. It's a building project. And at 10 o'clock this morning, I, I was on site, and there's all the workers coming out for their 10 o'clock break. And um, have you heard about the Anderson Cooper, CNN, Anderson Cooper comments about Trump last night live on CNN? No. Oh, well, that's I was talking this through. Yeah. And whereas a lot of the guys were, you know, joining in and making making their views known, I could see one lad. He was disgusted in what I'd said and walks away. And it comes down to this personality thing. I mean, he loves Trump's personality and that's where he bought into this lad. Mm. Um, but but Anderson Cooper, Anderson Cooper, he was live on CNN last night. And it was after Trump's press conference, which all barring, I think, Fox News pulled away from oh, when I it was live yes. because of what he was saying. Yes. They interrupted the broadcast and just said, the president's making claims that he can't back up. Uh, we think, you know, he's, he's, he's lying, basically, yeah. is what they were saying. So we can't continue with this broadcast. Yeah. Anderson Cooper came off the back uh, on CNN. And his words were, and I'll try and get them perfect, but it'll be something like, um, there you go. The President of the United States, the most powerful man in the world, um, looking like uh, uh, an obese turtle lying on his back in the sun, um, knowing his days are numbered. Mm. And apparently it's caused a bit of a bit of an uproar in America because no matter who he is, you're not supposed to talk, to the pro- talk about the president like that. No. But it just shows you how divided America's become because of it. Well, they are divided. Massively. Almost 50-50, aren't they? Yeah. That's, even though 
Pennsylvania and 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 um, Biden will win. It's very very tight still, mm. and you'd think, wouldn't you, it'd be a, a walkover. But so I think when I, when Biden gets elected, the the next election and the next one, I can't I can't imagine we'll have that interest. I certainly won't be watching Biden's press conferences. But no, I won't either. Um, but somebody mentioned something yesterday which I hadn't even thought of. In four years' time, the Republican candidate could be Donald J. Trump because he's allowed two terms of office. He'll be... Um, as old as Biden is now. Yeah, true. He, he won't come back for this. Mind you, I did read this morning that his son is talking about running. Yeah. Is it Eric? Eric Trump. Um, yes. Yes. Eric's well, the horse well, Don- in the joke, isn't it? Donald Jr. He's the other one. Yeah, I think it was Eric. Yeah. But even um, even um, senators, my daughter knows about American senators mm. and, and follows them and... Uh, which would, I mean, that's obviously social media. Yeah. So now you you can get access to all kinds of people. And, and, you know, there are role models in all walks of life, aren't there? A lot of people follow Jeremy Corbyn. Do they? Yeah. Still? Yeah. Yeah. Follow what? Whoever tickles your fancy, you can mm. follow them, can't you? Yeah. If you like Donald Trump, you'll follow them. True. If you're socialisty lefty, you might be attracted to follow. Yeah. Jeremy Corbyn. But I do think it's less of the impact the president will have on us because mm. really, does it matter? Could anyone tell you the the one single impact that Trump had on the UK versus something Clinton would have done? Well, we, or, can, we can come forward and say what Biden will have done, Brexit. Biden has Irish ancestry yeah. and he's already come out to say Brexit was wrong. And so he we, suggested, um, like like Obama did, suggested that we will now be pushed at the end of the queue for any trade deals. Yeah, but wouldn't we say, "Well, mind your own business"? So did you not? You're not suggesting that Brexit happened because Trump said do it. No, I'm suggesting there's one there's there's one possible scenario where the election result could impact us. Yeah, I we, think we won't get a trade deal with the states, possibly. Yeah. Hmm. No, I mean, I don't fancy coronated sure. chicken. But no, no, exactly. Yeah. So it will be the end of of um, quite an interesting four years. I mean, certainly media wise, I think the ratings will suffer because the the it's like anything, isn't it? They they don't like him, but the media don't. He's sold, but the people papers, do. hasn't he? They he's, do. He's had more people vote for him in this election than voted for him in the last election. Yes. Several million, three million, I think, in yeah. the last count. Interesting, that, More isn't it? people. So you can't say he's been a failure. No. In terms of following. No. Bizarre. It is, isn't it? I'm going to miss the way he says, China. 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 <laughs> yeah, there's certainly something to, to learn about front, isn't there? Oh, can I... Can you carry this show, great mate, for 20 seconds? Me? Yeah. I've got a visual gag, which I know doesn't work well on po- on podcasts, yeah. but I've got a visual ga- gag to bring you. Okay. So you've got to carry it for 20 seconds. Yeah, sure, no problem. I'm counting. Yeah, yeah we'll count together. So somebody was saying today that in the past, you would, um, you'd prove, you know, you'd, you'd remotely say something was true and then people would try and find out what it was. Whereas now, with Trump, 
you can say what you like with no basis, and then people have got to 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 um, <laughs> they follow the trail whether it's true or not. So my great mate has walked in. Here we go. With imagine this: the Donald Trump red baseball cap that usually says "Make America Great Again," but America's replaced by Borough, which for those listening in the far offshores across the world, Borough is a is a kind of acronym for Middlesbrough. Which, yeah, my hometown <laughs> football club. Yeah, this hat is four years old. What does that tell you? Yeah. It was the day Donald Trump was elected as the president of the United States. I drove around Teesside because we had a TV show the next the next day, yeah. um, a football TV show. And uh, I wanted to get a hat made with that logo on and finally found one. It's a junior hat. It doesn't even fit my head. I've got to undo, untie it at the back. But, uh, yeah, so that is four years old. So where were Borough four years ago? Where they are now? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. It's just yeah. a hat, isn't it's it? Just a hat. Nobody meant it, did but they? It was, but, it, but it was it was born out of Donald Trump winning the election. Yeah. It looks good, actually. I think, I think we could sell those. Do you think so? Well, yeah. somebody's already copied them, and he lives in Leeds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But this is the original. Yeah. This is, this is where the creative sits. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, mate. So I would, I'm looking forward to doing this yep. when there's no coronavirus. Yep. No Donald Trump. Yep. And we can we can move on because. Do you know what, what I'm looking forward to? Getting Million. Because yep. it is brought to you by Millionaire Live. Carry on. <laughs> sorry. Just so, to get that plug in for Millie. So we'll get Million. Travel we'll, editor. Travel editor. We'll, we'll, <laughs> oh, I see. I see. What? You've got no interest in Millie. I have. You just want to be the travel editor. No, Millie follows me now. And Hang I on a second, though, because the motoring editor gets two pages. I think the travel editor would be about seven, six, seven. I'm not having <laughs> Excellent. This. I'm a broadcaster. You're taking over. <laughs> this, is, this is wrong. Grit Backstories with two grit mates. Peter and Dave on the CEO huddle. There's business in the Liberal. There's gonna come a time when you can run. Anyway, I'm looking forward to to because what happens when we've when whenever there's periods like this where, yeah. you know, things it's like a cycle, isn't it? It is. And I think when the all clear comes, whatever that is. Um, and people go on holiday again, and they 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 enjoy going out. I think vaccine we'll, land, vaccine we'll, land. That's where it'll be. We'll vaccine. appreciate things more, won't we? Yeah, of course. And um, I think there'll be a bounce back. So twenty one, hopefully the back end of twenty. Mm. Uh, sorry, twenty one, mid twenty one. Yeah, onwards for three or four years, we we should have a great time, shouldn't we? My my business is is a prime example of what's happened. We've not worked. We've worked one day because I took a camera out for a friend uh, back in January. We've not worked for 12 months because all our we're event-based. All our events have been blitzed. We're yeah. a TV production company. We go out to events, sporting events, and we put all the TV infrastructure and your cameras, your cameramen, your, your directors, producers, satellite trucks, and all that sort of stuff. So our entire 2020 um, season was wiped because a big part of our contract starts in Asia in March. 
and where did this thing break out first? Mm. So we lost the Asia stuff, and right. then it spread across to Europe. So once the Asia stuff had been wiped out, we lost all the European stuff. Yeah. Um, and we're, st we're still here, and our 2021 calendar is not going to start until June. Yep. Because they can't start too early in case coronavirus is still with us. Yeah. So we're going to bounce back. We're going to do it. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be good. And and throughout all this, maybe we maybe we wouldn't have done this mm. if if you were in Asia and I was charging around on yeah. planes like I was. Yeah. So now you've got to drive. You're the travel editor. You're the um, yes, motoring, I'm, motoring I'm editor. Test driving things. Yeah. Um, which which I love. I'm the one who's so. flying around. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this this will feel like not that this ever happened to me, but you you know friends who. They they had a girlfriend and then they introduced them to their best mate and yeah. the best mate went off with the girlfriend. <laughs> I'm I'm yeah. I'm thinking that I quite fancy Lamborghini. I'm not sure that you need to meet Millie McLaren's. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, well, I, I, we look we specialize in motorsports. Yeah, we go to Formula One circuits and put the cameras in. Well, I was just thinking that if you want a bag carrier, then when it starts, you got to come. You got to come out I'm, to one. I'd love events. to come. The the I love all the circuits that we go to, but something about Suzuka and Fuji in Japan, mm. something about them. I mean, Fuji because there is Mount Fuji right yeah. over your shoulder looking down on you. And if she decided to go, you wouldn't stand a chance. Is that where James Hunt won the title or not? I'm not sure. Fuji could have been. I'm sure that... Sure, do you yeah. remember there was a race... But Suzuka <clears throat> is the mecca of Formula One motorsports. All the drivers love yeah. Suzuka. So come, come out to one of those two. I'd love to. Thank yeah. you for inviting me. Yeah. Thank you. That's very kind of you. Without me having to mention it, I'll well, I'll you know, I'll get your work as well. You've got to come out on a freebie, mate. No, we can do some interviews, can't we? Well, you could drive some of the cars. Of course, I could. You're a travel editor. Uh, well, sorry, you're a motor editor. I, editor. I am. I am. Mm -hmm. So, can't wait for that one. Excellent. It's all good. But I'm not going to steal your girlfriend. Don't worry. No. Promise. No, you're not, because I'm not going to introduce you to her. <laughs> Belts and braces. Yeah. Does, mate. The, does the wife know? <laughs> So what have we done oh, then? We've done it. COVID. Yeah. Uh, to death. We, we touched Brexit. Yeah. We've done the election. We've done Bruce. Oh, Bruce, of course. We had to do Bruce, the boss. And um, we've we've had a trip down radio memory lane. Come cracking. On. Cracking, so, great, mate. So we, we need to start looking at guests because we we're due a guest next week. We are. But mm. people have said to me they enjoy this as two. Really? So, Yeah. In fact, I think I mentioned this before. Jordan Belfort, who was the Wolf of Wall Street, mm -hmm. who I quite like. He's, he's got some interesting stories, some funny stories, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, he said that he went through this, this thing of always wanting a guest, and he said he would get a guest, and if he got an amazing guest, the numbers were good. If we got an average guest, the numbers were not particularly good. Mm. And if he was by himself, the numbers were better than an average guest. So... Um, People have said to me that they, they they like guests, but they also quite like us doing this. Yeah. So we'll do a little bit of both, really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're still going to go and get Branson. By July. And I'm going to go and get Fernandez. Yes. AirAsia. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll do them. And then we've got a whole list, haven't we? We have. We've got a little bit of um, some other people as well that we, we've got in the can, as they say. Yeah, yeah. Is it the can? Yeah, we, 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 we had a chat with Les Brown. We did. Recently. We did. That's, uh, I'm looking forward to getting some of that out when uh, when we can. Yeah. Because it wasn't for the podcast. So no. we've got to get permissions and all that sort of stuff. We do. We Les do. Brown, what, one of the top three world motivational speakers? Well, yeah. Uh, uh, an amazing guy. 
some wonderful stories, uh, really fascinating backstory. But one of those people that you can just listen to and think, mm. wow, that's amazing. That great, amazing guy. Mm. Got some, got some things that we'll share. But his that was fun, his, wasn't it? His radio station, his radio station. story was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be a disc jockey. You yeah. remember? Yeah. yeah, of course you did. We should tell that, shouldn't we? We should. We'll save it for now. We will. Uh, That'll be the... I tell you what, that's the little the little clip we'll use. Yeah. 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 And he told that uh, when 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 I first heard about that. He told that in front of a stadium of 100,000 people. Wow. Walking around. Fantastic. What has is, what is Les Brown and Dave Roberts got in common? Um, Les Brown, Dave Roberts... No, it's not. It's, it's the clue is you've just mentioned it. Oh, <laughs> both have performed in stadiums in front of more than a hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, get in. Oh, refereeing days. Every every week we oh. we have to mention the Indian football story. Don't oh, we? come on, mate, come As on. My daughters. I've would, lived out on that for years. They'd say, "Oh, not you, not your football stadium story again, Daddy." When I talk about something. They always say that to me. Oh, not you! Not that story again. I normally get not those dad jokes again. Dad jokes. Yeah, yeah. Although I did, I did um, ask the question. My one of my favourite questions mm-hmm. to to my daughter's pals the other day, and I told them that four people at a dinner table. They no, oh. they they'd never meet somebody, uh, anybody who knew the answer, and I asked them who the the first, second, and last man to walk on the moon was. First, second, and last, and and we did that. We did that last uh, two two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and and it's a it's a great question. Mm. Carry it with you forever, and it will change because apparently NASA are going back. Are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I you were right. I I thought all along that it was seven people, but you said twelve. Yeah, it was twelve. Yeah, twelve people. Yeah, a dozen. Yeah, I walked on. The You've been an astronomer. <laughs> astronomer. <laughs> I know. I know. Me Beetlejuice is from me Zuban and Ganubis. <laughs> And then we're going to start televising this thing soon, aren't we? We are. We are. Well, you've got to get the sign. I've got it. I've got. Have you? Yes. It's not up on the wall behind me, and I've well, got to get the cameras in. Well, part of the Les Brown story is you're very precious about your sign. <laughs> so, so when I we didn't get, want you defacing my radio station sign. So, so we've got, we've got, we must tell this story properly. But we've got a minute to air. Yeah, your mate turns up with with the sign. <laughs> so we're logoed, and so that's on the edge. And then you decide that you, your precious sign. You were, is, gonna, you were just about going to nail it on top of my radio. But station the clock's time. ticking. I don't Three, care. thirty seconds on air. Twenty-nine. I'm thinking. Well, how are we going to resolve this? <laughs> we need to put the sign up, but we can't put the sign. On I the am sign. the world's most lateral thinker. And did I not come up with an instant solution? Two seconds to go on air. Three, two, one. Go. Les Brown. Yeah. Les, how are you? One of the most stressful days of my life, that was. Excellent. Well, we'll, we'll recount that tale when we hear from Les. Yeah, we will. Right. Good. I think, I think we're up, mate. I think, I think we're, we're done. Yeah, we are. So next week, we're going to have a guest. Yeah. We're going to sort that out on uh, the CEO Huddle 2.0, brought to you by... Millionaire.live. Millie, keep away from him. Millie, I'm your man. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> great backstories with two great mates. Peter and Dave on the CEO huddle. There is a sin of that barrel. There's gonna